Good world to you, citizens of humanity. I'm Jeff Israel, joined via satellite by Mark Fusco, and this is the Forgotten Heroes Podcast. This week we're bringing you humor for the humorless, love for the lovelorn, and baseball for the baseball-starved. High Pockets Kelly had not only one of the greatest nicknames of all time, but one of the greatest months of April in the history of baseball in 1921. And Mark Fusco brings you the story of the cancelled 1904 Reminding World us all Series. that while something might be cancelled today, the Mets could still win the World Series in 65 years. So grab your tickets, a hot dog, a big pretzel, your glove, your kitties, your wives, your husbands. These are the Forgotten Heroes of Baseball, Part 2. Um, so I was looking into people who have had the best Aprils of all time in baseball. Mm. Um, now, it was a bit of a challenge because um, the earlier players had obviously many fewer games, so you couldn't... April wasn't a fully fleshed out month back in the old days. Yeah, they still called it half Easter. <laughs> <laughs> they only had six days. Yeah. And, really long. And we walked to each one <laughs> in the freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but for real, y'all, they had fewer days of the season. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking serious. <laughs> this is serious. Listen, we're talking about a guy named our forgotten hero, first forgotten hero of, of Best Aprils is a young man named High Pockets Kelly. Ah! Uh, High Pockets Kelly. So High Pockets Kelly, where it was difficult finding information on why that was his nickname. I assume it was self-explanatory because he had his pockets high on his uniform. I don't know. He was also nicknamed Long George, and I heard he got that one from his girlfriends. Um... (laughs) Just kidding, folks. So, yeah, he was a guy like uh, Wally Pip. Oh, it's because he's tall. Yeah. Wally Pip, obviously, uh, the famous story, uh, he called in with a headache one day to the Yankees, and this little unknown named Lou Gehrig went in, and Wally Pip became a verb, meaning to be dumb and take a day off and get replaced by an all-time great. Um, so if you're in a job, say, at a, like, deli, and you're like, you know what? I don't want to come in today. And then the guy, new guy, young kid comes in. Young kid makes comes the in. sandwich just right. Exactly. He does the sauce on the chicken parm hero right. He like slices all the meat or whatever. I don't need a lot of sandwiches. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he Wally Pips him. And so Wally Pip hilariously got Wally Pipped again in Cincinnati by this guy, High Pockets Kelly. But that was later in his career. We're going to talk about his 1921 season. Um... Which in which he won the World Series with the Giants. It was in April, which is really impressive. Yeah, right. to, to have won the World Series. Um, the beginning of the season, he led the National League in home runs. I mean, he was great. Um, and despite playing in only fifteen games in that April, he had six homers, three triples, twenty-two doubles. Um, no, twenty-two RBIs. Twenty-two doubles would be. <laughs> I think if he had twenty-two doubles in fifteen games. That would mean his pockets were full of steroids. He'd be called, yeah. <laughs> he'd be called, yeah. I mean, he hit 400. Of course, everyone did in 1921. Um, yeah, if you didn't hit 400, you were out of the league. But, I mean, it was with a slugging percentage of 920. Um, so that 
you know, non-baseball people, that is. Well, non-baseball people should tune out to the first <laughs> of this section. <laughs> what? I'm just anyway. Um, slugging percentage is how hard you hit the ball. I mean, is 920 good? And what's sort of impressive about that is that he still has the 13th highest OPS in April. That's on base plus slugging percentage. Which is generally used as a measure of essentially how good are you at offense ever. So he's the 13th highest ever OPS in a in the month April. of April. In yeah, April. but among however many tens of thousands of players, however through the steroid era, through Barry Bonds who had a super high OPS, all that stuff, he's still 13th, um, which is very impressive. For instance, Babe Ruth is nowhere on any of those charts. Um, oh. Well, Further this- proving that High Pockets Kelly was better than Babe Ruth, which is a common argument. Babe Ruth was tired in April. <laughs> Babe Ruth was hungover in April and yeah. still losing those extra 30 pounds from barnstorming, which, well, I'll keep that for Babe Ruth comes up again in 1922. Yeah. Um, the 20s were a, big mu- were a big April decade. A lot of great Aprils happened in the 20s. Uh, so... Other things High Pockets Kelly did during that April is he set a record of eight consecutive games to start the season with a hit and an RBI, mm-hmm. um, which was broke. Do you know who it was broken by? It lasted all the way until 2010. Um, You're never going to get it. I'm going to say Todd Zeal. <laughs> I think Todd Zeal was starring in Dirty Deeds at that point, which is a true fact. You can look it up, the movie Dirty Deeds with Todd Zeal. I think he directed <laughs> it too, I don't know. Uh, he plays a bum, he has like stubble, it's pretty funny. That could actually be its own Forgotten Hero. Um, no, uh, Jorge Cantu, that great player Cantu. for like two years. That's but he. So anyway, uh, and those tw- the 22 RBIs High Pockets Kelly got still ranks 26th all time. And every single person ahead of him has at least 10 more played appearances. That's another thing to remember. Uh, he had only 15 games in April. A lot of these people had a lot more. Um, so anyway, High Pockets Kelly was really good. Uh, but Bill James and a bunch of bloggers following Bill James refer to Kelly as the worst player in the Hall of Fame. Um, because he wasn't even though it looks like he would have won a couple gold gloves, I mean, his career numbers aren't really there. And he was elected by the Veterans Committee in a year when, like, three of the members were his former Giants teammates. Oh. So there's a bit of controversy there. It's kind of like how people think that's how Derek Jeter got elected. It's because all of the voters were Yankees players. That's not true at all. <laughs> Except for the one Red yeah. Sox player who voted against him. Um, many people say that about Jeter. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's saying it. Yeah, Trump and everyone else. So High Pockets Kelly was a little interesting. After that, he um, there was a story where his manager tried to pay the Athletics infielder shortstop five hundred dollars to throw the World Series, and the shortstop said no, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, and reported him to Mountain Landis, and they got thrown on a baseball. But then um, the shortstop and the guy on the Giants who um, who asked him to throw the game, started a basketball league and High Pockets took a year off to go play basketball with them. Well, this is the time when it was only white men playing basketball. Yeah, well... I really doubt the league lasted. It didn't. 
he came back to baseball the next year, but also yeah. base- baseball wasn't paying that much. So he did a Michael Jordan s thing, except he wasn't as <laughs> it, good. Exactly, it was actually the first ever <laughs> Space Re- Jam reverse reverse Space Jam. <laughs> it was like one of those old grainy black and white videos. All <laughs> all of the aliens were little like Muppety things. <laughs> they were like, intertitles. Oh no, that would be fun. <laughs> I believe I can fly in the Hindenburg. Um, <laughs> yeah, good one, Jeff. Uh, timely. Uh, anyway, he eventually died. As men do. As <laughs> in 1922, however, he followed up his amazing 1921 April campaign. He hit 464 the next April, which is oh. still the eighth best mark of all time. Okay, let's talk about baseball. Woo! Put me in, coach. Um... I was fascinated by this. I was thinking about how we're going to have the baseball season's going to be delayed for sure. Um, it, they're talking about crazy stuff like pl- uh, games being played in empty stadiums, um, the Yankees home only pl- not playing in New York and playing at the fucking Devil Rays Stadium. That's been an idea that's been floated out. So. Wow. This season, to say the least, is going to be unique as hell. The World Series might be in, you know, early December. Well, yeah. I mean, I was talking to a specialist about this recently, and we were thinking... Wait a minute. What? A specialist? Wait, did you make an appointment and you went to go see a baseball specialist? It was just someone in my mind, because we can't ever escape (laughs) our... I've I've, I've created several specialists that I can talk to in my mind um, as, as we wait through this certain event that's occurring now. But, um... Yeah, we were just saying, <laughs> I was just saying, <laughs> oh my God, we were just saying that they're going to run out of warm months. So if this continues for a while, um, I don't even know if they're going to they're going to have a season, but hopefully they do. Yes, if they do have a season, it's going to indeed be one of the weirdest seasons of all and things are going to be wonky as hell. So I was like, I was interested in when was a time that things got wonky in the past. <laughs> um. Of course, seasons have been disrupted for strikes when millionaires wanted more millions of dollars. That's not interesting at all. So you have to go kind of far back to find a time when a part of the season was just, like, canceled. And what I found was the second ever World Series was just canceled. So in 1904, the World Series that was supposed to happen... John McGraw, the Giants manager, Giants infamous manager, player yeah. and then manager. Um, I'll give background on this, but like, yeah, basically the headline is in 1904, his team won the NL and uh, Boston won the AL. And he's like, we're not going to play the World Series. We're not. I'm not going to have my team play a fake team. So Yeah, because they didn't want the American. Yeah. So he just canceled the World Series. Like, I don't understand. That's insane to me. And that leads me to some of the background because 1903 World Series was very, very popular. It wasn't even called the World Series until it was over because it was this exhibition series between um, Boston and Pittsburgh. And it was a nine-game series. And the crowds were so big that... uh, they had they had people spilling out and like standing on the field and then they put a rope to sort of separate the fans from the players but the separation was pretty thin and yeah. this is the weirdest thing stat wise 
this really boosted some people's stats. If you hit a ball into the outfield that went on the other side of the rope, then it was called a ground rule triple. Ah. Now that so I mean there... that sounds like a wiffle ball rule that we would have when we were playing in Central Park. But um and you would think, okay, well this is an oddity, like maybe it wasn't that big of a factor. In four games there were seventeen ground rule triples. <laughs> so like totally changed the game. So that's why they no longer have ropes in the outfield at major league games today. No, but this was crazy. I mean, people, yeah, people were going onto the field and arguing, getting in arguments with players. I mean, this is just like so far from the reality we live. We should bring that back, though. Yeah, yeah. People like if pitcher gives up a home run, you should be able to be like, "I'd like to have a discussion with you, sir." Yeah, calls to the mat, like mound, extra mound visits for fans. Oh man, don't even, don't even joke. That's definitely gonna become like. For I mean, bil- they're not gonna have like, fans in the stadium, maybe. Um, which is nuts, but um, the Boston Boston actually won that first exhibition series. The Boston fans were, and some people, by some accounts, even players' accounts on Pittsburgh, um, they bla- they said like the fans won the game. Boston fans were imagine so obnoxious. I know this is so hard to imagine that Boston fans could be so loud and obnoxious with their uh, cutting chants. Like uh, they would sing songs. One of them was Honus. Honus Wagner, Honus, why do you hit so bad? And it just cut to his heart, and they kept saying it, and, you know, it fucked him up. It messed him up. Pittsburgh went down. Um, So that was the first World Series, and so the AL was this thing that was also just, like, invented by a former sports writer and then businessman. Um, His name was Bain. Wait, no, not Bain. Harold (laughs) Baines. His name was Bane. He fought against Batman before. Yeah. (laughs) Wait for it. Where did I write it? Perkalicious John. Van Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, basically, Bane. And he was really, really egotistical. The way he got the AL to become a thing is he lifted... There was a salary cap in the NL, and he was just like, well, there's no salary cap in the AL, and we'll just pay players a lot of money. So it got Cy Young over to the AL. It got John McGraw, this guy who then turned around and hated the AL. He was one of the very first people to come and play in the AL. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he had a very contentious relationship with Johnson. And that's sort of why, that's part of why things go crazy. Oh, no, the guy who came up with the World Series. What? Yeah, McGraw. Right, yeah. Um, Exactly. (laughs) The AL was this, yeah, it was this upstart league. They drew 500,000 more fans in 1902 than the NL. Um, Also, the Highlanders, to, to make matters worse for McGraw, at this point now McGraw is back in the NL with the Giants, and then the AL just to like get piss him off creates another New York team. You know, the Giants were the only New York team, and so the Highlanders get created, and this really makes this gets in McGraw's craw, so to speak. Ah, nice job. Uh, thanks. That's a Jeff style joke, meaning it's terrible. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of like a, oh, a spite war, basically. It was like a spite league, kind of. And then that turned into a spike cancellation of the World Series. Um, so you get to um, the 1904 season, and Boston yeah, has is, is done well, the Giants have done well, and it's time for this series that was known as the World Series. And McGraw was just like, I'm not doing this. This absurd challenge from a lot of nobodies will be ignored, he said. 
Wow. Boy, was he wrong. Yeah. The, also, he robbed his players. Players could have made $1,000 each for being in the series. And $1,000 was like half uh, the average salary for the whole year. So he would just robbed all his players of that extra money, too, just to fuck Johnson over. And then, of course, it didn't work. Um, yeah. You know, he was like, this is Ale's not the real league, and there will never be a... He also said famously, he was like, there will never be a series between two New York baseball teams. That will never happen. There will never be a championship series or a World Series between two teams from the same city. So he wasn't a great... That's kind of an insult to the Dodgers, too. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a great prognosticator. The Brooklyn Dodgers. What? The Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying um, to the fans. So that was the time that the World Series was canceled. It's pretty nuts. It might happen again today. And yes. I mean... You know, also, 1980, what, four? What was the strike year, 84? Well, there were a bunch it? of no, 94, strikes, 94, but 94. 94 was when the World Series was canceled. Yeah. So this could be that... the next time the World Series is canceled. But I think 94 is like one thing, but for, for the World Series to be canceled because one of them, uh, just a manager was mad, like Trump style, mad, saying like, they're, they're fake news, so I'm not going to do it, is pretty uh, audacious and crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he didn't win. Yeah, the Giants would would go on to lose a number of World Series when they went because the very next year he played in the World Series. McGraw and had his team play in the World Series. Yeah. So stick that in. Oh your well. McGraw. McGraw's flaw. Yeah. He had one fatal flaw. And it was pride. The Greeks taught us that. It also. T- <laughs> His style t- shows you some things about how the game used to be. There was a player he had who hit a two-run homer, but he fined him like three hundred dollars because he had ordered him he hit to the ball bunt. In the air. He, he no, yeah. he ordered him to bunt. I mean, can you What's imagine saying, now? Right? And he hit the ball in the air. I mean, I still think that that should happen. I think like if you're on a little league team and you if you call for a bunt, I don't care what the person does. And I don't care if it was successful that the person broke the rule. The point is you follow the order, not do your special thing. Yeah, like, you're a big rule who's follower. Who's that guy I mean, from you, Cleveland? Makes sense. Trevor Bauer, the guy who, who threw the ball over the center field fence yeah. because he was annoyed he got taken, taken out. It's like, no, dude. Like, you know, you follow the goddamn directions. Like Tom Berenger says in that movie. We're waiting. Um... Baseball is great. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Tom Berenger. Thanks for listening to the Forgotten Heroes of Baseball Part 2. And thanks for listening in April. Next month, we bring you fast food, mothers, although hopefully not together, (laughs) and a bunch of other topics. As our second season continues, follow us on Instagram at Forgotten Heroes Podcast, on the web, ForgottenHeroesPodcast.com, and remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may get them. Stay safe, humanity.
There's a movie, according to Jeff, with Tom Berenger and Sally Field and a big saxophone solo. 